0: Welcome everyone to another special bonus patron curated episode of That Record Got Me High. I am your host Rob Elba. You know what these are? These are episodes where we pick a theme and our patrons send in their song picks and intros and in honor of Labor Day, which should be the day this is released if nothing goes horribly wrong between now and then. This should be out on Labor Day. The theme is that work-related song got me high. Don't forget real quick, if you'd like to start contributing to these super fun episodes and enrich your life, which it will, I guarantee it, just head over to patreon.com forward slash trgmh, choose a tier, and for as little as $2 a month, you could become a patron of the show and start participating in these episodes. Okay, can I just say something real quick? At the risk of sounding like an elitist because as most you know I don't like elitism I don't like music snobbery I'm not into that but I I just gotta say I feel like the listeners of this podcast and especially uh, patrons the patrons of the podcast are just a step above your average music fan as far as the depth and breadth of their musical knowledge and dare I say musical taste now I know of several other music podcasts and I'm not going to name them who do a fine job uh, discussing music and whatnot Uh, but I feel like if this theme had been suggested uh for a different show there would have been a, a whole bunch of uh, duplicate submissions for like working for a living by yui lewis in the news and working for the weekend lover boy taking care of business bto you know on and on and i'm happy once again to report that there were no duplicate entries for this episode and the various picks you all came up with are so great and so eclectic uh, it just shows to me yet again, how far superior, I'm just going to say it, how far superior you all are to other music podcast audiences there. I said it. And if that makes me elitist, which clearly it does, uh, then so be it. Okay. We have a lot of submissions, so let's get right to them. I was really thrilled to finally get a submission from longtime patron and full disclosure, uh, dear friend who I've known forever, Richard Shelter finally sent a submission. Uh, this is a classic example of, of someone not overthinking it. I always tell people, don't overthink your picks. Uh, I actually used the image of this particular uh, single that he chose, uh, the image of the artwork when I first announced uh, the theme for this episode. And instead of of worrying about, oh, someone else is probably going to pick it, Richard just went ahead and sent it in as his song. Hello, Rob. I'm
1: not a big REM fan, but Finest Work Song is one of the most inspirational songs I've heard in my life. It's um, meant a lot to me over the years, especially the lyric where he says, what we want and what we need has been confused. That's almost a parable for life in America, isn't it? Thanks.
2: The t-
0: Buddy, all right, and now we have patron Dan Little uh, with a song by a band that I really love as well. And if you're not familiar with this band, I would definitely recommend checking them out further.
3: Hey, Rob, love the show. Uh, this is Dan Little from Melbourne. Um, the work song that I'm going to pick is from a band that's one of my favorite bands. Uh, it's Hot Snakes, and the song is called "Paid in Cigarettes." Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you dan hey guess what it's our old pal jeff greenstein you know when uh, when we first came up with a theme i usually make a, a short list of songs that i might pick because i always pick a song and i always make a list and jeff's song was on that list uh because obviously he has great taste as well take it away jeff
1: this is jeff greenstein rob i gotta be honest did not like this theme at first. But then I gave it a little more thought, and I realized there are a lot of good songs about work. There's Working on the Ground by Shriekback and Working on It by Jay Dilla, which is really a 10cc song, but we won't get into that. However, the one I landed on is from a nearly forgotten band, a great, British white reggae band, because you can't really call them a punk band, called The Members. I remember playing the hell out of their single, Radio, when I was in college. Well, this was one of their other hits from 1981, Working Girl. And not only does it have a lovely theme, the singer does not mind his girl working because it lets him sponge off her and slack off all day, but that soaring sing-along chorus is sublime. Here it is, guys, Working Girl. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I love that song. And I love when you all pick a song that I was considering because I still get to hear it. And then I get to pick another one. So that's great. Uh, Now we have patron Marcia Potts uh, with a bit of an outside the box pick, I would say, but it's a great one. And she went on a little journey before choosing it. Uh, But I'll let Marsha tell you about that.
4: Hey Rob, it's Marcia in Central Florida, and that song about work that gets me high is Bowie's A New Career in a New Town. Now, this song was on my short list of choices a couple months back when we did instrumental songs that got me high. Uh, I took it off the list at that time because I thought it was too obvious. I'm bringing it back now because I'm finding it very very difficult to think of songs about work that aren't performed by anyone other than a particular artist that you don't care for. An artist who weaves work into 99.7% of their catalog, obviously it's Bruce Springsteen, Uh, I do not want to be the one to bring him to the show, but if I did, I would have suggested Atlantic City, even if the work in that song is criminal in nature. Anyways, back to Bowie. This is a great song to have stuck in your head when you have just had it with work. You're stressed out and all you can do is daydream about packing up a U-Haul, hitching it to your Ford, leaving your present and starting a new career in a new town. And God damn it, my David Bowie daydream montage has now turned into a fucking Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, no matter my choice, it is still David Bowie, a new career in a new town.
0: Marsha and uh, just for the record I don't I don't have a problem with Bruce Springsteen Uh, we even did uh, the wild innocent in the East Street shuffle a few years back Um, I obviously wouldn't be able to afford to see him live these days but uh, I don't begrudge him that you know those vintage uh, Levi's he wears I'm sure they're not cheap Uh, all right now we have Corey uh, Dubrowa with another uh, pretty outside the box pick I would say but it, it definitely works so take it away Corey
5: hey patrons Corey Dubrowa here That work record that got me high is Prince's Ballad of Dorothy Parker from his 1987 classic double LP, Sign of the Times. Um, There's so much going on within this song, so I'm just gonna jump straight to the highlights. The first is the track features a woozy, almost narcotic beat, which turns out to be a mistake. Uh, Prince was having his home studio set up, and Susan Rogers, his engineer, noticed that the newly installed sound desk was only operating at half power due to an electrical failure. Uh, The resulting track matched the underwater dream state Prince was looking for in the song, and he decided not to re-record it. The song definitely begins like a work song. Prince has just had an argument with his girlfriend. Supposedly it was uh, Susanna Melvoin from The Family, who was the sister of Wendy from The Revolution, which had just disbanded, and meets Dorothy Parker, not the writer Bon Vivant, but rather a tall, dishwater blonde waitress working the night shift at a restaurant on the promenade, Uh, from whom he orders a fruit cocktail because I ain't too hungry. (laughs) Like most Prince songs of that era, what starts out as one thing morphs into another, which is basically a sex song. Dorothy invites him home to take a bath, uh, which is an invitation that he accepts while leaving his pants on because I'm kind of going with someone. Then the song completely pivots. Prince creates a song within a song when Dorothy turns on the radio and creates a metadiegetic reference, it's a new word for me, to Joni Mitchell's song Help Me from her 1974 album Court and Spark. Prince was known to cover Joni in that era, was clearly a fan, and the rest of Joni's lyric in that song is about the vulnerable feeling of falling in love, which comes full circle back to the theme of the ballad of Dorothy Parker. The song also contains my favorite Prince metaphor She didn't see the movie because she hadn't read the book first. AKA, she didn't sleep with him because she'd like to get to know him first. And the entire thing being called Dorothy Parker is even funnier because Prince evidently didn't realize that Dorothy Parker was a famous figure. All the things that she had done in addition to the Algonquin Roundtable thing. Um, And she definitely wasn't really known for her work ethic. So I told you there was a lot going on here and really who else but Prince to pen a song as strange and amazing as this one.
6: there was a waitress on the promenade. She worked a night shift. Dish water blunt, tall and fine. She got a lot of chips Well, earlier, I've been talking stuff in a violent room. Fighting with lovers past. Someone with a quicker whip than mine. Dorothy was fast. Well, I ordered. Yeah, let me get a fruit cocktail. I ain't too hungry. Dorothy laughed. She said, Sound like a real man to me. You're kind of cute. You wanna take a bath? Do you want want a bath? Oh, I said, Cool because I'm kind of going with someone. Just a sound like a real man to me. Mind if I turn on at the radio? Oh, my favorite song, she said.
0: Thank you, Corey. That was great. Okay, we're going to shift gears a little here with patron Jay Reeve, uh, which usually we do shift gears when we have uh, Jay brings in a pick. Uh, he's going to re- introduce you to a tragic tale about a chicken processing plant, a fire, and a greedy company exploiting its workers, which definitely fits in with the spirit of Labor Day. Take it away, Jay.
3: Hey, Rob. And Everybody in TRGMH land, this is Jay Reeve, and my submission for a work song that got me high is off the 1994 release Prairie Home Invasion by Jello Biafra and Mojo Nixon with the Toad Lickers on Jello's record label, Alternative Tentacle Records. The song that I chose is uh, the Hamlet Chicken Plant Disaster, a sad, tragic song based on real-life Uh, Fire that destroyed a chicken processing plant. Um, All the details are on Wikipedia if you wanted to look it up. Um, It's like I said, it's very tragic and it could have easily been uh, easily been avoided if um, someone hadn't been so greedy and uh, conniving and did not uh, put his employees first um as far as their safety uh so yeah so it's it's a rather sad song it's kind of upbeat though and um in researching the song uh and the events i found out despite it sounding like a uh, first person account from mojo nixon uh it actually happened in uh, 1991 And uh, also the song's music is based off of Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen. Um, Much of the album is uh, covers or interpretations, and uh, this has always been in a heavy, steady uh, rotation for me. And it was actually on my short list of albums I wanted to discuss at one point on the uh podcast yeah so i would suggest anybody checking it out it's a really good song it's a really great album and um it does not disappoint thank you
0: you jay and thank you jello and thank you mojo nixon all right it's our old pal todd nolan with another thoughtful pick
7: befitting the day uh so take it away todd hey there working class heroes it's your old business partner todd nolan out of nashville tennessee coming at you with my pick for the work song that got me high now when it comes to work i'm the kind of guy that works to live and most certainly does not live to work that being said, I've been on a full-time grind since I took a grocery store job at the age of 15, reshelving shit people dished along their way to the register. It paid a measly 3.35 an hour, and now some 30-plus years later, my son Jasper has taken on the gauntlet of working for the man for the first time, gaining him that bit of independence that a first job supplies. Now, there are a shit ton of amazing work songs out there that make their way onto my turntable, from the pro-union songs of Billy Bragg or Woody Guthrie, the women's rights anthems like Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 or stories of just scraping by to provide for your family like Valerie June's Working Woman Blues. The first song I gravitated towards was Johnny Paycheck's Take This Job and Shove It for its fuck you attitude. But in the end, I rolled with the Brooklyn-based alt-country band The Defibrillators and their song Working Class. Back in 2015, I went to a show out in East Nashville at a place called The Five Spot. I went mainly to see the artists JP Harris and The Tough Choices and Margo in the Price Tags. It was my first time seeing Margot Price and soon after that show it was announced that she had been signed by Jack White to his label Third Man Records. But the third band on the bill, the Defibulators, were totally unknown to me. They were a six piece out of Brooklyn, formed by mutual NYU friends, and had been described as both CBGB's meets the Grand Ole Opry and the Carter Family Meets the Ramones. The band would tour in an old ambulance and despite their classic country sound, they played mostly punk clubs. Once apparently they rolled up in their ambulance to play the station Inn in Nashville, and in a grand flashy entrance only ended up dropping their van keys down a storm drain out front. I knew I liked these guys right away, so I bought their album, "Dead'll Get'em" at the show. The song "Working Class" might be the only country song out there that tackles the theme of racking up student debt while getting wasted in college and being forced to work your ass off to pay your debt. The album title says "Dead'll Get'em." But we can all just hope that Uncle Joe's going to pay off some of those student loans so he can finally quit working and get back to drinking.
8: I got stuck in the working class. It's a class I ain't ever going to pass. I'm going to punch a clock
2: till
9: my neck turns blue. Well, tell me what the hell else am I supposed to do?
2: It, I wasn't cut for it I grew a crop of credit cards But never saw the bill It didn't seem to matter Cause I always had my fill I tried to do accounting But it wouldn't add up And I got into a truck And the door slammed shut And I got stuck in the working
0: Great song and great intro as always. Okay, we're just getting started here. Uh, now we have super patron Tom Lowry, uh, whose introduction you're going to have to take with several grains of salt because uh, he has a little fun with it. Uh, but finally lands on our favorite Texas misanthropes. Take it away, Tom.
10: Hey, listeners and Rob, this is Tom Laurie. This Burt Backrack pen tune was first sung by Art Garfunkel on his fourth solo album, Fate for Breakfast. It was also covered extensively live by Bell and Sebastian on their Tweed Jacket Required tour. This was initially known as I'm Not Too Keen on This Job, but this version hits me just right with this Daniel Noir swampy production, the Rickerbocker 12-string juxtaposed with the Hammond organ, and it was initially off of the Humpty Dumpty LSD album, which was planned to be a kid sing-along. This version, covered by those wacky kids from Texas who were once known as the right to eat Fred Astaire's ass, is the best version. Enjoy.
11: Hey, these are fucking Mark fucking B and John fucking O'Rourke, and I can't say their full goddamn names because the fucking corporate shit are going to sue my ass. I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm full of shit, and I hate my fucking job. Control the world most every day I don't know what to do did fuck all day And then I hit it. And I fucking guess And I fucking had it All the rest Hey what's up Hey what's up Hey what's up I hate it Wow walking through the world And they fucking saying it And I don't give a damn But I'm probably getting They're get you. fucking dudes They're fucking am Gonna shoot my boss goddamn. Yeah. Amazon. I heard it. I ate the fuck out of it. How about you? Amazon. Amazon. I hate a job. I hate a job. I it. I ate the fuck out of it. Wow. 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 My boss with a gun. How hey, job. Hey, my soul. I hate it. I hate the
0: fuck out of the house. What? Whoa. Someone really doesn't like their job. Okay, and now let's hand things over to our friend Dan Bonebreak uh, with another thoughtful entry befitting the day.
12: Hi, TRGMHers. This is Dan Bonebreak of the Lightworkers. And that work song that got me high is Uncle Tupelo's Graveyard Shift. Written by Jay Farrar, Jeff Tweedy, and Mike Haydorn, Graveyard Shift tells of the resentment, despair, and class struggle that exists living in and working in a small town. Some say land of paradise, some say a land of pain. Well, which side are you looking from? Some people have it all, and some all to gain. Will a man in a tile bum your last dime before he'll break his $20 bill? The simultaneous guitar and bass riff in the beginning established this rural feel and then at the end of the first verse, the band kicks in and masterfully matches the rage and intensity of the lyric. The song provides a great perspective and feeling of time lost working hard, years spent treading water, and wondering what it's all for. It's winding down. There's much you've missed working on that graveyard shift.
8: Hometown, same town blues. Same old walls, closing in. Oh, what a life a mess can be. Well, I'm sitting here thinking of you. Who won't you give? You thoughts to me. What well, time won't wait? Better open the gate get on start. Needs to be done. It's one down. There's much you miss. Working on that graveyard ship. But I'm not. Land of paradise, sunset land of pain, well what side are you looking from, some people have it all, and some, while again
0: Thanks Dan, okay, my dear friend and patron Izo Besares can't help himself. If, if if there's a slightly cheesy song that fits the theme, he's on it, uh, which he admits, but that's fine. That being said, uh, don't be haters because it's a great song and a great song is a great song, right? So take it away, Izo.
13: Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Izo Basares. Rob, you're going to give me a lot of shit for this one, as will probably the rest of your listeners. But um, I was going to go with Take This Job and Shove It by Johnny Paycheck, but I'm sure everyone's going to want to do that one. So I chose one that no one will want to do, And that's 9 to 5 by Sheena Easton in 1981. Yes, but how can you beat this? My baby
3: takes the
13: morning train. Sheena Easton had a beautiful voice. She was lovely to look at, and I had a crush on her when I was in middle school. It reminds me of a time in my life when everything was new and innocent, and life was just a lot more simple, and and it was a happy time. And I also loved the song at the time because it had this really pretty melody camouflaged in all of this really bad radio, cheesy production. And it had this great drum lick, this awesome fill that began the song. The song opened with this drum fill. And I love songs that open with really tasty, tasty drum fills. So that's my choice, 9 to 5 by Sheena Easton. And now you can laugh all you want. Love you, bud. Take care, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the show.
9: i
0: Real quick, serious question. Am I the only one who immediately thinks of Seinfeld uh, when I hear that song? Am I the only one? I don't know. All right, thanks, Ezo. Uh Now we have Canadian filmmaker Alan Zweig with his pick and his take on work in general. Take it away, Alan.
1: Hello, Rob, and fellow and that record got me hires. This is Alan from Swansea in the west end of Toronto. Uh, every year when Labor Day approaches, I commemorate the fact that. I really not have not worked very hard in my life. The hardest jobs I ever had were back high school summer jobs delivering Coke, that was the single hardest job, working in my uncle's factory. Well, after I graduated and saw what a, knew what a bad worker I was, the first thing I did is drive cab, which I did for about 15 years. But eventually I wandered into the low-paying subsistence existence of Canadian filmmaking where I hardly worked and hardly made any money. Nonetheless, there is a work song that has gotten me high and has been a constant earworm in my entire life. I really don't know why I love this song so much. Perhaps because I feel very deeply that I do owe my soul to the company store. So, Here is Tennessee Ernie Ford's original rendition of the great classic
14: 16 Tons. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons what do you get another day older and deeper in debt. saint peter don't you call me cause i can go i owe my soul to the company store i was born one morning when the sun didn't shine i picked up my shovel and i walked to the mine i loaded 16 tons A number nine coal and a straw boss said, Well, bless my soul, you load sixteen tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me, cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. I was born one morning, it was drizzling rain and trouble are my middle name. I was raised in the cane break by an old mama line, can't know a high tone woman, make me walk the line. You load sixteen tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Saint Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go.
0: I Thanks, Ellen. Okay. Something else I love about doing these episodes is I'm occasionally reminded of records I used to listen to that I completely forgot about. And this next pick from Paul Raub is one of those albums, which I remember buying when my girls were little so we could listen to uh, Disney songs together without me losing my mind.
5: Hey, Rob, this is Paul Raub. And uh, the song about work that got me high was Hi-Ho by Tom Waits off of Hal Willner's Stay Awake album of... Reinterpreted Disney songs, which subtle hint I would think merits uh, an episode of its own. Uh, It's an amazing record. I wish I could find the exact quote from Waits, but he said, You know, here's this song about work and it's all chirpy and happy, and he thought it should sound like work. Uh, And he wanted to convey the feeling of being chained to a machine you don't understand for eight hours. and right man for the job and he nailed it in wonderfully tom waits fashion and it's just a very cool thing
9: Shabbat
0: Now we're going to venture into a touchy area. As you will hear in this next intro by longtime patron Larry Smith, he kind of became that guy by choosing a song by his own band. Now, let me make this clear. I'm allowing the pick because, A, it does fit the theme perfectly, and B, I know that Larry is obsessed with his band, Black Snake Halo, Uh, which are admittedly a cool project because they all live in different parts of the world and they collaborate uh, completely virtually. Uh, Thus, I have no doubt that this song legitimately gets him high because he's so obsessed with his band. But make no mistake, if you people start consistently sending in songs from your own projects, I swear I will turn this podcast around.
10: Hi, Rob and TRGMH listeners. This is Larry with my submission for That Work Song Got Me High. I swear, guys, I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't contribute to the duet album because I would have been that guy. For this, I thought about submitting Tom Waits' version of Hi-Ho, the Dwarf's marching song from Stay Awake, a 1988 uh, tribute to Disney music. Rob, if you're feeling like it's the merciful thing to do, end my introduction here and play that. But, uh, you know, given my druthers, I'm going to be that guy. Uh, The work song that got me high... I had the honor of playing bass and piano on. It's Black Snake Halos 2013 release, Hey, Hey, It's Friday. A lot of things about this song. This was our first album, um, probably the third song that we had cut. Every Friday, Jan Buchholz um, would, he's our German member who does almost all of the production, um, drumming, a lot of rhythm guitar. Um, he plays bass and keyboards as well. Um, Jan would post, Hey, Hey, It's Friday, with an exclamation And he came up with some music um, that Rod then wrote lyrics to. It tells the story of basically a mundane office worker drudging through the week, um, looking forward. You know, everybody's working for the weekend, right? Doug Darrell has a uh, smoking lead guitar on it. Um, Paul Rimmer, our singer, uh, another Welshman, uh, does a fantastic job on vocals. This was the first time that my wife contributed something to Black Snake Halo. She was listening to uh, mixes bouncing around the studio and came up with a part and rather than asking permission, it's, you know, easier to beg for forgiveness. I went ahead and uh, recorded her parts and sent them in and the guys loved it. Uh, I actually bought a five string bass, my first five string bass. I now have three because the song starts on a C sharp and I had already recorded the part, but you know, it was, it didn't have the balls that I wanted. I love deep bass. So that's it. Hey, Hey, it's Friday by Black Snake Halo. Enjoy.
0: people that's all I'm saying slippery slope okay thank you Larry so uh, this Labor Day theme was suggested ironically by our patron Paul Marfleet who lives in the UK where they don't even observe Labor Day uh, so uh, go figure
15: hi Rob Paul Marfleet here with my pick for your finest work songs patreon episode for my choice I'm going back to 1981 with a track from Some Marvels of Modern Science by Manchester's Diagram Brothers, a band and album with a unique sound and which, in my opinion, is unfairly overlooked when discussing British post-punk music. The Diagram Brothers songs all adhere to a musical manifesto that they named Discordo, and the opening track on the album, Those Men in White Coats, serves as an introduction to this style. Chords are based on discordant notes only, Rhythms basic and metronomic, and lyrics deliberately simplistic and sung without emotion. The Diagram Brothers weren't the only band making challenging, uncommercial records in this time period, but the self-imposed constraints of their approach does give their music an edge even when compared to kindred spirits like Gang of Four or P.I.L. Those Men in White Coats begins with a grating, distorted guitar riff that barely lets up for the duration of the song. While the lyrics observing the activities of some unnamed group of scientists are so basic that they could have been written from a child's perspective, the line about staring through microscopes at germs, and the germs staring back, is particularly strange and unsettling. The Diagram Brothers didn't claim to have many influences, but I definitely hear some Robert Fripp in this track, in particular his League of Gentlemen side project, which was active at about the same time. The Diagram brothers split up the year after this album came out, after deciding there was no commercial future in what they were doing. Some members continued to make music, whilst others went on to regular jobs. They deserve to be more than a footnote in post-punk history though, and their entire back catalogue is available online, so check them out.
9: My box of numbers down.
0: Paul for the suggestion and for your submission. Another band I had never heard of. Uh, He's great with bringing in bands like that and they're usually great. Uh, And this was another example of that. Okay. So someone had to pick this song, right? And I guess someone did. (laughs) And that someone is James McLaughlin.
16: Hi, Rob and record fans. This is James in Baltimore. There's not much about the world of work that gets me high, but I do get up at seven. Yeah. And I go to work at nine so I'm going to pick the song Working Man by Rush. I'd like you to play the version that appears on All the World's a Stage because I didn't have the first studio album and back in the day if you didn't have the record or your buddy didn't have the record you didn't album. hear the record. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks.
17: This is called Working Man.
0: grown to appreciate Rushmore. I I love that uh, documentary on them. Uh, It was great. And they all seem like good dudes. But man, I remember when I was in high school and so many kids were into them. And I just remember thinking, you don't mind that that singer sounds like that? (laughs) Okay, our friend Steve Carroll uh, brings us a great Quadrophenia track. Uh, So take it away, Steve.
18: Hey, everybody. It's Steve Carroll. You know, when he came up with this idea for this uh, Patreon episode, I could think of a dozen songs, perhaps, right off the top of my head, which is not usual for me, um, but I'm not going to list them all. We'll get straight to it. If you've ever spent any time in your life or your career in the service industry, especially if you've had to work for tips, you will find no song with a character and greater empathy than The Who's Bellboy. Quadrophenia, uh, such a magnificent album by The Who, has uh, several songs on it that deal with disillusionment of uh, having to become somebody that you don't really want to be. And uh, there's more to this story of course of Bellboy but it's just a uh, a, a brilliant song and uh, I would uh, ask you Rob to start this at the one minute mark because you get that really great chord progression that's prevalent throughout the whole of Quadrophenia And you get Keith Moon's wonderful performance uh, in his cockney accent uh, doing the very disgruntled belt boy. All the best, everybody. Take care.
0: Running at someone's heel. You tell him, Keith. Thanks, Steve. Okay, and now we hand things over to our Seattle patron, Eric Lorman. Hey, Rob. This is Eric Lorman. Great topic.
15: Given this some thought, there's so many songs that uh, that fit this theme, but I chose a band or a song from a band that over the years I have fallen in like a deeper love for their for their music and their their compositions. So I chose Tears for Fears, The Working Hour, from songs from The Big Chair. Just a great record full of hits. That song definitely, uh, I think, gives a good um, representation of, of you know, what that band was capable of and, and what they're continuing to, to, uh, to put out. So enough talking, but uh, The Working Hour.
0: I was hoping someone would pick a song by this next band because uh, when I was thinking about it, they have a lot of great songs about uh, the working grind and whatnot. And patron Nick Riley did not disappoint.
15: Hi Rob, Nick here calling from Stockport in the sunny Northwest of England. My suggestion for the work theme song that got me high is clock out from, by Devo from the album duty now for the future. The title is work themed as are the lyrics, but like most things penned by Jerry Casale It's packed with double entendres, which is one of the reasons I like it so much. Anyway, I hope this song about sex rather than work meets your requisite, and I hope the listeners who have never heard it before enjoy it too. Bye!
0: Nick. Okay. Now this is really fantastic. Our patron, Bobby Joe went all in with this theme by actually recording her intro at her work. You could, She's at work and that's when she sent in her intro. So it's so meta and I love it. Take it away, Bobby Joe.
4: Hey Rob, everybody. It's Bobby Joe. And I'm actually at work and I uh, couldn't think of a better way to stick to the man than use my time to, contribute to my favorite podcast so I'll keep it brief this is an all-girls band that I actually heard on this podcast from from Barry it was an outtake or something and they are amazing Um, what I love about this song is that her professionalism throughout this throughout the song you'll hear it anyway um, the band's called um, Uh, all hits and uh, the album is Men At Their Work and the song is Don't Wanna.
0: Bobby Joe is very uh, professional, so she would never tell her boss or a coworker, worker uh, Yeah, I'm going to need you to fuck off. Uh, but I'm guessing she's probably thought it at least. OK, so some of our contributors, uh, as you see, played a little fast and loose with the with the work theme. Uh, but, hey, you know what? If you find a way to justify your pick the way Mick Hans does on this next one, then more power to you. It's fair. Mick Hans here. I completely recognize
1: that Labor Day is all about celebrating working people everywhere. But monarchs have jobs to do too, sometimes very important jobs. So my job related song that got me high is an early Desmond Decker hit from 1965. Please take your time, everyone, for The King of Ska. <laughs>
9: I am surely lose it. I am going to burn your skin like a blazing fire, so take your time, it time king take your time.
0: How Bill Henry, a.k.a. Guillermo, uh, brings some serious energy to this next intro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He actually uses the method-actor approach uh, because he sounds like he just got off like a 14-hour shift at the factory or something.
14: Take it away, Bill.
13: Hi, Rob. Old man Guillermo here. So today's topic is the toil that fills the bulk of our waking hours. You always say that first thought is best thought. Don't overthink it. So I was thinking, okay, I'll go with Springsteen with Factory, good little folk song. And I thought, wait a minute, this is, that record got me high. Stay in your lane. So instead, here's Patti Smith. With piss Fact.
19: Sixteen in time to pay off. I get this job in a piss factory inspecting the pipe. Forty hours, thirty-six dollars a week, but it's a paycheck, Jack. So hot in here, hot like Sahara. He could faint from the heat, but these bitches are just too lame to understand. Too goddamn great. Get this job to know they're getting screwed up the ass all these women that got no teeth and gum or cranium and the way they suck hot sausage but me well i wasn't saying too much neither i was more a schoolgirl, hard working i figured i was speedo motorcycle i had to earn my dough had to earn my dough but now you gotta you gotta relate right you gotta find the rhythm within boss boy slides up to me and he says Hey sister, you're just moving too fast You're screwing up the quota You're doing your piecework too fast Now you get off your Mustang, Sally You ain't going nowhere You ain't going nowhere I lay back, I get my nerve up I take a sweet and roll I walk up to hot shit, die, hook And I say, hey, hey sister It don't matter whether I do labor fast or slow There's always more labor after She fingers her cross and she says, there's one reason, there's one reason You do it my way or I push your face in We need you in the john if you don't get off your Mustang, Sally If you don't shape it up, baby, shake it up, baby Twist and shout Oh, would I could with a radio here James Brown singing I love
0: first of all why does everyone think i hate springsteen i don't know i don't get that uh thanks bill uh it was a it was a great choice nonetheless okay now we have patron matt marzullo uh brings us a deep cut from a band we all know one song from (laughs) but he and he also throws a little shade on springsteen again and a little on me in the podcast as well which i think was kind of unnecessary actually if i'm being honest
20: hey rob this is matt i'm gonna tell you about a work song that got me high in 1982 the band wall of voodoo released an excellent album called call of the west it's a dark literate and unique album that unfortunately contains a well-known goofy song called mexican radio for most people that's the only song they know by the band and that's unfortunate so for this episode i'm here to reintroduce the world or at least the 12 listeners of this podcast, to one of Walla Voodoo's gems, a cheerful little ditty called Factory. And of course, by cheerful, I mean terrifying. This is no ode to the dignity of labor, nor is it some reverent portrayal of factory work that you might find in a Bruce Springsteen song. Bruce sings about his daddy walking through the factory gates in the rain with his head held high. Not Walla Voodoo. Their factory worker is stuck in a never-ending cycle of danger and paranoia at his job and at his other factory at home, as the song goes. He experiences a litany of horrors at work, then tops it off by slapping his wife around when she talks back. What a rotten life. But what an awesome song. Singer Stan Ridgway nervously crams tons of words into each verse, depicting the twisted musings of the song's lead character. The music in turn perfectly fits the narrative of the lyrics. The music intensifies as the story grows more grim. None of this is very uplifting, but what an incredible piece of music and a standout track from an underrated album. Go check it out.
0: song, Matt. Uh, but how dare you? Uh, I'll have you know, I have we have hundreds of listeners and uh, and uh, 25 people contributed to this episode. So we have at least uh, uh, for sure we have more than 12. Uh. <laughs> but OK, I know you were just kidding around. OK, now we have longtime patron guest and friend of the show, Steve Michener, uh, who pretty much has one thing on his mind these
20: days. Hey, Rob, it's Steve Mitchner from Portland, Oregon. I was very excited to hear about your latest Patreon curated episode, theme of work songs, as I am, early next year, planning on leaving the workforce forever and retiring. I thought about what song I would play on my way home from that uh, from work that fateful day, and I think that I am going to go with Vacation by the Go-Go's. It's a song that's always gotten me high, and on that special day, I'm sure it will. Send me through the roof.
0: I think I probably speak for everyone uh, who will still be slogging it out in the workforce for many years to come, like myself, when I say that we are all extremely jealous of you and your new adventures. But congratulations, buddy. All right. Speaking of the work grind, now we've got our friend Josh Metzger with a song that's all about the grind.
1: Hey, Rob and TRGMH family. Uh, The work song that got me high was the Magnificent Seven by The Clash from their uh, Sandinista album.
0: to the end of the episode. Uh, we've got one more patron and then I'll give you my pick. Our next patron, Larry De DeSilvera, uh, pretty much nails what the true spirit of Labor Day encompasses. Uh, he really does a great job uh, with it, so I'm just going to hand it over to Larry.
16: Hey, Rob. This is Larry from San Diego and the work song that got me high or that still gets me high every single year, I play it every Labor Day is Billy Bragg's there is power in a union which is which is a co-write because he wrote the lyrics but he based it on that old civil war standard battle cry of freedom so it gives the song this timeless quality and it's incredibly moving and it's like a rallying call for for workers to remember that you know things like labor day and Labor protections and workers' rights and things like that. You know people died for those things and to never lose sight of that, especially in an era right now where the Supreme Court seems to be hellbent on on stripping um, workers' rights away. So anyway, there is a power in a union, great guitar, great singing. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs>
21: Jesus, white son Our laws cannot us.
0: so good and so perfect for this labor day okay so uh, i hope you all enjoyed this episode honestly i was worried about the theme and i thought maybe i'd get a bunch of the same songs and there wouldn't be much to pick from but as usual you all brought the goods and i really enjoyed hearing your picks uh it's just you guys are so great all right don't forget if you'd like to get in on the fun and start contributing to these special episodes just head over to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron of the show Okay, for my pick, I went with a band that's uh, that's no stranger to struggles of the downtrodden and the exploited. We're talking about Australia's Midnight Oil. Their song Blue Sky Mine from their 1990 album Blue Sky Mining was inspired by the experiences of workers at the Wittenroom Asbestos Mines uh, who contracted various asbestos-related diseases from working in the mines. Uh, The the blue refers to the blue asbestos. And the uh, sugar refining company that he references in the song refers to the Colonial Sugar Refining Company Limited, who were the owners of the mines and just sound horrible. Just that name, Colonial Sugar Refining Company Limited, sounds horrible. Uh, I love this song uh, because even though it's about such a dark and serious subject, it's still so beautiful and hopeful sounding. Uh, so thanks again everyone. I hope you all have a great Labor Day. Keep fighting the good fight and I'll talk to you again soon.
17: My God is wrenched out. It is crushed up and broken. My life that is lived is no more than a token. He'll strike the flint upon the stone and tell me why. If I yell out at night, there's a reply of blue silence. The screen is no comfort. I can't speak my sentence. They blew the lights in heaven's gate And I don't know why But if I work all day on the blue skyline There'll be food on the table tonight Still I walk up and down on the blue skyline They'll be paying your pocket
9: tonight
17: The candy store hoppers fly to the shareholders. They're crossing their fingers They pay the truth makers the balance sheet is breaking up the sky So I'm caught at the junction Still waiting for medicine The sweat of my brow keeps on feeding the engine Hope the crumbs in my pocket Can keep me for another night And if the blue mine and company Won't come to my rescue If the sugar office Thank you.